welcome into Wake and Take, my first time hosting the show. Jason, thank you so much for having me here today. It is officially crossover week, which means you're going to be seeing me on a couple of different shows, starting with Wake and Take. You're going to see me on the Dynasty Roundtable. You're going to see me on the Decision Point. You're going to see Jason on Player Profiler today. You're going to see Matt Babbage, Zach Dywald, a whole bunch of extremely talented people tuning in to Wake and Take, tuning in to Player Profiler today. And it's not just us. For the first time in nine years, nine years, the Podfather will not be the host of Mind of Mansion. It is truly a groundbreaking affair, and we're here to cover it all with Player Profiler and Wake and Take. to be on the show happy to have jason tuning in jason thank you for giving me this opportunity happy to have noobs world order on the show good morning to you and everyone else out there dylan gibson crossover week is here and it is magnificent so let's get into it first and foremost you may have heard me mention this last night on player profiler today but if you are waking up to the news today kadarius Tony, Darius Tony tweaked something in his knee. I don't know what a tweak is. A tweak is not an actual real-life injury. You see, tweaks are either bruises, at the very best, a bruised knee, or it is a strained or sprained knee, depending on if it is a ligament or a tendon. Most of the knee is all ligaments and tendons, but... That's not a real injury. A tweak is not a real injury, whether it is a knee sprain, whether it is a knee bruise, whether it is a pull of some muscle, a tweak does not exist. But either way, bad news for Richie James. Richie James, or no, not bad news for Richie James, bad news for Canaries. Tony, great news for Richie James. What are the over-under for Tony tweaks this year? Huh. Probably three, probably four-ish. Let's put it at 3.5 tweaks per year. Counting is this one. So this is already one. He needs three more tweaks before the end of the season to reach that over-under. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hits that. But yes, Kadarius Tony, he was supposed to be the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have hyped him up as that all off-season long. And now, who's going to play outside? And this is not to say that Kadarius Tony is going to meet, miss week one. We have no idea about that. We don't know if that will happen. But we do know he is losing valuable time with Patrick Mahomes. And this was already an offense that liked to spread the ball around, liked to use different personnel formations with different wide receivers, depending on what was required. You'd see Justin Watson in there on one wide receiver set. They'd have three tight ends, a running back, and Justin Watson out wide because he can block. He can stretch the field. He can do it all. So with Kadarius Tony already banged up, there is a real chance that even when he's healthy, the Kansas City Chiefs don't give him a full complement of snaps. He's not even playing 90% of the snaps because they want to keep him healthy. And that would open the door for Sky Moore. Sky Moore is already expected to be a starting wide receiver in three wide receiver sets. He is currently 
the slot receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It is Kadarius Tony outside. It is MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, on the opposite side, stretching the field. And then it's Sky Moore in the slot. So with Kadarius Tony out of practice yesterday, Sky Moore ended up bumping up to the wide receiver two. And the wide receiver three was Richie James. Richie James, all the guy does is produce. He did it with the San Francisco 49ers. He worked his way into the lineup surprisingly often with a team of Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne and Juwan Jennings. And Richie James was able to climb the depth chart slowly, but surely ended up becoming the wide receiver one, two for the New York Giants last year and was just the epitome of consistency. And now he is working his way into the lineup for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is currently the wide receiver four. With Kadarius Tony out, that bumps him up to wide receiver three. And Richie James could have some sneaky, sneaky fantasy value. But before we get into all that, the Podfather has a word for you. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Get the draft kit. Use promo code Jack when you sign up for $10 off. Or sorry, that's $10 off the all-in package, which includes the draft kit. Also has everything else that I have access to. Happy to have Blake on the show. Blake, a regular of Player Profiler today. Happy to have him on Wake and Take, showing some love. And Jason is not happy in the slightest that he is still <laughs> rostering Richie James. Such a boring but useful hold. Richie James is like a Hunter Renfro type player. Back when Hunter Renfro was at his peak, where it's just, eh, well, I, I can start this guy in my flex and I'm going to get points. And Tony in Dynasty League, should I get out now and get Sky? If you sell now, literally today on Canary's Tony, you are getting out at the worst possible time. You are selling at the low, peak low value. As Dylan points out, don't sell panic sell right now. This would be an absolute panic sell. I get wanting to pivot off Kadarius Tony, and I'm fine 
if that's what you choose. But don't overreact. Don't just rush out, trade him now, because people are going to see the news that he's hurt and be like, well, I'm offering this guy a third, fourth rounder instead. I'm not giving him a second rounder, first rounder. No way. So I think Kadarius Tony is a hold right now. Once he's healthy, once training camp videos start coming out of him just shredding people, putting defenders on skates, then yeah, then you can trade them. But never, ever trade someone off of the bottom worst news you can get. It's going to go back up for Kadarius Tony. Then it'll go down. Then it'll go up. But never sell the day after the injury is announced. Unless you get like a crazy haul. If you if you traded Brees Hall to a non-contender last year after the ACL, then that's fine. But these are things to consider. And we also have to consider Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice has a path to be the wide receiver three, four for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Right now he's the wide receiver five behind Kadarius Tony, behind MBS, behind Sky Moore, and behind Richie James. But Rashi Rice is a natural fit in the slot as well. What he can do after the catch works very well, very similar to Juju Smith-Schuster. But he'll have to beat out Justin Ross. He'll have to beat out Justin Watson because Justin Watson's already getting first team reps as well. Kansas City Chiefs held Justin Watson on the IR all season last year. And now they're going to see what he has this year. They're throwing him into the fire, see if he sinks or swims. It's looking like he is going to swim at least to a roster spot, be one of the Kansas City Chiefs' top seven wide receivers. But it's not all good news. It's not all, well, sorry, this Kadarius Tony news has not been good at all. KT is a highlight reel and non, yeah, wait for that absolutely wait for the highlight reel but it's not all good for everyone in kansas city it's not all good for all these running backs either generic prince is getting all sorts of hype at kansas city chiefs training camp we're hearing isaiah pacheco looks good he looks healthy they're holding him back just a little bit he's not full 100 go but i've heard nothing about clyde edwards elaire I've heard no buzz from the Kansas City Chiefs beat reporters. None of it. Instead, it's all about generic Prince. It's all about Isaiah Pacheco. I don't expect Jarek McKinnon to have paragraphs written about him. Everyone knows what Jarek McKinnon is, who he is, what he does. But the fact that generic Prince is getting the buzz and Clyde Edwards-Elair is not, well, that stands out just a little bit to me. We do have some more news across the NFL. We also found out earlier today that Naheem Hines was placed on, well, he suffered a season-ending injury. He hasn't been placed on injured reserve just yet. But Naheem Hines is going to miss the entire 2023 season. We don't know what the knee injury is just yet. We'll let you know when we do. But Naheem Hines was supposed to be in the mix for touches. It's James Cook as the lead back, the satellite back. Damian Harris was going to be also the lead back in a different sense. He's more of a traditional lead back where he takes the first and second down between the tackles carries, but James Cook's still the starter, so he's also technically leading the offense. It, it's weird, but James Cook was going to be the one, the one B, Damian Harris, and then Naheem Hines and Latavius Murray were set to compete for snaps behind them. Naheem Hines had the inside track because he was also the kick and punt returner. We all remember that 
kick return touchdown that he had against the New England Patriots after the DeMar Hamlin game. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it's just unfortunate that Naheem Hines will not play this season. It opens the door for Latavius Murray to make the roster for the Buffalo Bills. Opens the door for Jordan Mims, an undrafted three agent, to make the roster as well. And it helps James Cook as well. James Cook was no luck to see all 50-plus receptions for Devin Singletary this year. Naheem Hines was going to mix in on a fair amount of third downs. Now, Latavius Murray can still mix on in on third downs, but he's going to be in there less as a receiving role and more as just a pass blocker. And so I don't think Latavius Murray is much of a threat to take targets, carries away from James Cook. He's just going to have his RB3 role. He was more of a threat to Damian Harris and competing with him on the goal line and between the tackles carries as well. So just unfortunate for Naheem Hines. We wish him a speedy recovery like Javante Williams. Javante Williams is having a speedy recovery. He will not start on the PUP. Unfortunately, we don't know what the injury is for Naheem Hines just yet. We just know that it is a knee injury. Obviously, we assume it's an ACL, but we don't have that information yet. Tom Pelissero, when he first reported it, was just a knee injury just accepted to end the season. But that's where we are. Anyways, back to Javante Williams. Javante Williams will not start the season on the physically unable to perform list, which is fan-freaking-tastic news. Javante Williams isn't headed to the pup. Javante Williams is healthy. Javante Williams is looking like he's going to start week one non-life-threatening injury that requires surgery on a jet ski it was a jet ski injury hit on oh no Hines was stationary on a jet oh no this is just all all sorts of unfortunate I am very sorry to hear that I wish not Hume Hines a very speedy recovery I that's unfortunate Oh, yeah, I'm just seeing the notifications coming in now. While sitting stationary on a jet ski, Naheem Hines was struck by another rider. It's the same serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Hines will require surgery. Uh, oh, that just sucks. That sucks quite a bit. Get well soon, Naheem Hines. As for Joante Williams, he's recovering well. He's expected to be out there week one. He's expected to be the lead back. He's expected to still be in a timeshare, though. He's going to be in a timeshare with Samaj P. Ryan. They're going to bring him along slowly. He's going to start out. It'll probably be 45% Javante Williams, 55% Samaj P. Ryan to start the year, and that will slowly go up and up, and eventually it'll be 60-40 for Javante Williams. But you don't see it getting much past 60-40 in 2023, or at least maybe by the end of the season, but it's going to take quite a while. The Broncos do not want Javante Williams to be a full bell cow this year. They want to give him some rest. They want to give him some plays off. They want to keep him healthy, but he's on a good track for that so far. And the Lions, the Lions are on a good track with their young offense already. I'm telling you now, the Jameer Gibbs hype is only going to go up and up and up. Every time he takes the field, the beat reporters for the Detroit Lions are drooling. Every time a clip gets released, 
everyone freaks out. Everyone is drooling. Everyone is in love with Jameer Gibbs. He is a true talent. He is special in the passing game. And that means he's special in non-contact practices. So Jameer Gibbs, be ready for that ADP to climb as we continue to get hype every single day about how good he looks, how many passes he's going to catch. This is not the highest that Jameer Gibbs is going to be drafted. He is going to be drafted much higher by the end of the offseason because of the beat reporters just being in love with him. Now, we've also got Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is now the starting tight end for the Detroit Lions. He has usurped Brock Wright's position. First snap of the first practice for the Detroit Lions, and Sam Laporta was the tight end one. We knew this was going to happen eventually, but it is still noteworthy. This is stuff we pay attention to. Rookies progressing through training camp. Rookies leapfrogging other players on the depth chart, and Sam Laporta has done that. He is now the second tight end to seize a receipt or a starting job as a rookie. Luke Musgrave was the first. Now it's Sam Laporta. Michael Mayer will probably be the next tight end to seize a starting job when he beats out Austin Hooper and OJ Howard. And it's not Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is not going to beat out Dawson. Or sorry, it is not Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is not going to beat out Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is the starter. Dalton Kincaid, barring an injury, he's not going to be the starting tight end in 2023. Just warning you now. We also have some updates on Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman has reported to training camp, which is good news. We were worried when he did not show up. The Ravens placed him on the did not report list. And now Rashad Bateman's here. But how healthy is he? Is he going to be practicing? How did he respond to the cortisone injection in his foot? Is he happy? Is he healthy? Some massive question marks when it comes to Rashad Bateman. And just wait. We're going to be getting, just like Jameer Gibbs, Zay Flowers is a player that stands out in non-contact practices, which training camp still mostly is. So Zay Flowers is another guy that's going to see the hype grow and grow and grow because he is going to be making people miss that can't tackle him anyways. Zay Flowers, he is another player that will see his stock climb all off-season long. Rashad Bateman, if he is healthy, he can... I'll tamp that down just a little bit for now. Remember, Zay Flowers. Oh, Zay Flowers, he's the best wide receiver for the Ravens. Even though Odell Beckham only practiced a day and a half, even though Rashad Bateman didn't practice. So, Zay Flowers is officially better than Nelson Aguilar. Congratulations. Amazing. Didn't see that coming at all. We also have an update on Chase Claypool. He is headed to the physically unable to perform list. We've heard that he was battling with tweaks all throughout the offseason. He was banged up. He was not fully healthy. We'll see what happens when he eventually takes the field, what his injuries actually are, how serious they are. But we know that the Bears aren't exactly thrilled with Chase Claypool. They haven't been too happy all offseason long. They haven't been too excited all offseason long about Chase Claypool. We've heard complaints. When, and even when Chase Claypool, when he went over to Europe and had a football camp with some other players and the Bears were part of this, they didn't post about it. They didn't advertise that one of their players was overseas working with kids to teach them football. And that's a bad sign. If the Bears aren't even willing to promote the good deeds that you are doing, Bears are out. 
on Chase Claypool, and you should be too. Instead, it's going to be Darnell Mooney as the wide receiver two for the Chicago Bears. The wide receiver three is actually going to be Colt Met. And Chase Claypool is just going to be there, just going to be existing. And that's about it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to my first time hosting Wake and Cake. Hope you enjoyed the news. Hope you are all caught up. Make sure you tune in to the rest of Dynasty Week 2. You'll see Jason live tonight, 7 p.m. on Player Profiler today. You'll see me again tonight. I will be alongside Bradley Stalder drafting his pros versus Joe's team at 845 EST. is going to be hosting a wide array of shows. It is a good time to tune into Player Profiler. Make sure you catch it all on Crossover Week. <laughs>